doing, man? Skull flow joke They should do a Jadun musical number. They should do a Jadun musical. What would it be called? Skull flow bojo toko. Oh, sorry. Of course, I did not. I did not realize this. Um, the thing I really enjoyed about, I mean, right, okay. While we're here, let's have a chat about the Jadoon. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I like that they have an interesting language that is inherently interesting. I find languages inherently interesting, and I like that Jadoonish or whatever the language is called yeah. is is inherently interesting. I like that um, in was it season thirteen? I can't remember the the most recent season was that season twelve or whatever it was. Um, the most recent season of Doctor Who with all the Jadoon in it, they had like an interesting sort of language thing develop where um, it was like, okay, well, maybe um, maybe the Jadoon language isn't necessarily about the syllables that you say, it's about the syllables that you don't say, yeah. and it's more about the rhythm of it. Instead. It was like, oh, that's a really interesting way of like making a fictional language. That's really interesting. Yeah. And then in the same season, they had um, the, the bit where... <laughs> Okay, we can't have the Jadoon word for go to be go. So I've got to just think of a different word that means the same thing. Can we try and think of um, a different... I think he shouted bow or something instead. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I felt like I could feel the scriptwriter's pain at that line. Yeah. I mean, I think it would have worked if they just said... If he just shouted go. Yeah, exactly. Um, But maybe it's like... um, you know how I've no idea how um, uh, Mandarin works, but like, isn't there like sort of sentences that are packed into like one symbol or like different phrases in one sort of uh, character? If you know what I mean. Um, I I know what you mean. Yeah, it's um, it's like very very phonetic. I I oh Christ knows I don't know how Mandarin works either. But I know that um, it's like a very phonetic language, and and similar sounds said in different tones can mean different words. Yeah. Like I think the word for mother and the word for horse are the same word, but said in like a higher or a lower pitch. Oh. I mean, take this with the biggest possible grain yeah, of salt, we, we, because I might be misremembering. Yeah, we're a f- um, bunch of idiots over here. So yeah. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I also remember that um, in China, I don't know if it's the, I don't know if it's the case now, but I know it certainly was for a bit that um, like wordplay was um, like puns were outlawed because they oh. were so sort of plentiful uh, because it was such a sort of a phonetic language that um, it, they were outlawed completely. <laughs> which yeah. I remember thinking, oh, that's interesting. Um, I don't know if that's the case now. If it is, that's a shame. I like a good pun. Me too. I, I, you know, I, I, I couldn't think of one off the top of my head, <laughs> but I um, do like them. Yeah, uh, pretty much all the jokes I ever make are puns. I'll, I'll see something on the TV and then look at Chloe and she'll just go, oh, for God's sake, <laughs> go on, say it, say it. <laughs> and then I'll tell her what I think to be a hilarious pun. And then she'll go, oh. <laughs> As any person should when yeah, they hear you making a yeah. pun. Um, yeah, if you don't like extremely laboured puns, I will accept uh, instead of "Oh, that was funny, Lewis. Good one." Those are the two only responses acceptable. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that and death threats yeah. based on the, the <laughs> severity of my jokes. For fuck's sake! Um, in case you couldn't tell, <laughs> uh, 
this week we're talking about uh, Doctor Who season three, episode two. Yeah, episode two. Um, not one, two. Uh, Smith and Jones, and it was written by Russell T Davies. It was directed by Charles Palmer, and it is starring David Tennant, Freema Adjaman, uh, Annie Reid, Ray Marsden, Francine Jones, and Nicholas Briggs. Indeed, it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is this is a good episode, isn't it? Go on, have you got an opening statement? Yes, uh, a great start to a great season. Uh, we have Martha joining us, and I say again, is such an underrated character. Oh, and Rhino's in space! <laughs> um, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Great start to a great season. Space Rhinos, can you <sighs> think of a combination better than that? No. Um, the, it was... Oh, here's a bit of a hot take. It's, um, I like that, um, in this episode, space rhinos kind of works, but in Dinosaurs on a Spaceship, space dinosaurs doesn't work. Yeah. It's a very strange... And that's the name of the episode as well. Yeah, Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. If this was called Space Rhinos, it would probably not be as good. Like... Yeah, yeah, that's true. The monster shouldn't be the, the sole message or focus of the episode it should be lit there to sort of service the story if you know what I mean yeah yeah you're right um, but anyway um, yeah have you got some CRQs about the Jadoon platoon upon the moon yes I do um, are the Jadoon like a private police force or are they like a public it, yeah. uh, entity I got I sort of gather they're a private police force because in this episode they're sort of hired by the the shadow proclamation to go and hunt down um old lady with a straw. Yeah. Um and then what else is it? It's again season 13 uh where um they're hired by who is it now? Um is it not the oh, time? They're hired by somebody else. To, it might be the Time Lords, yeah, yeah, which, you know, raises questions in itself. But they're hired by yeah, the Time Lords. Why would they Lords. need the Judun? Yeah, you've got a time machine and the ability to go literally anywhere at any point in time. <laughs> I feel like the last thing you'd need is, like, a space police force. Yeah. Yeah, let's outsource this <laughs> this job to um, these people known for their clumsiness and relative stupidity. Yep. And just mm. collateral mm. damage. Yeah. Uh, there was an episode of the Sarah Jane Adventures where uh, a, a lone Jadun was looking for uh, this other criminal um, and it had the ability to ground people to their planet. Like, it, oh, that's it, interesting. It, it gave uh, Clive, one of uh, the companions, a sort of, you're grounded on Earth. But like, if they're a private police force, I don't know how they have the authority to do that maybe it's just the sort of rule by force in a weird way it's <laughs> yeah. like um if it's um if clyde did try to go off planet maybe um they'd say oh if, uh, and um maybe he would encounter some kind of i don't know just like even if it's just a, a trader a guy on a ship trying to sell um i don't know a big batch of pineapples or whatever yeah um that he'd be like, oh, are you allowed to go off planet? And he might mention that he's got he's been grounded by the Jadoon. He'd say, no, the the Jadoon are too scary. The Jadoon will outgun me in a heartbeat. I I can't possibly deal with you if you're off planet. Yeah. I'm gonna have to report you in the hopes that the Jadoon don't arrest me. Yeah, like 
I suppose that works. <laughs> yeah, just about it sort of works. Yep. Um, justice is swift. I love that. That's and it's, and it's, it's ridiculous uh, and privatized. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you think about it, it's kind of a right wing sort of yeah, it's, dream. It's very much. It's the, oh, we've privatized the police force, and now it is running so smoothly. They have uh, innovated their way through any problems that might have arisen. Yeah. Oh, it's all just perfect and beautiful. They, they, put a, oh, okay. they put a hospital on the moon and just <laughs> left nearly... Like, must have killed about a dozen people. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, oh, imagine if the actual police in our world had the jurisdiction to just pick up a hospital and move it. That would be an insane world. Well, you know, folks, uh, might get there. Uh, um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, and is that your? Is that the trailer for um, your new podcast, Danny's Spurious Conspiracy Theories? Yep. yep. In which you say something about like a, a genuine issue in society, such as like the police, and then you just go, uh, 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 <laughs> and then vaguely, the rest is left up to the audience. Vaguely worried noises after. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, oh god the plasma war Bill Gates <laughs> now that's a <laughs> um, <laughs> the plasma war is a great villain like the whole old woman with a straw thing really takes oh a, yeah it's a really unique take on like, the vampire yeah totally the, the I um yeah I adore the plasma war oh that rhymed uh, yeah no I do <laughs> love the plasma war very much um I like that it's a lot of the time vampires their sort of um seductive thrall is is likened to sort of like sexuality and being all sensual yeah. and sort of seducing someone to draw them in and then <gasps> surprise and you're eating their throat sort of thing. Yeah, the new Resident um, Evil game. I I am entirely unaware of it. Is is that what happens in that? Well, there's there's this thing um that's taking the internet by storm. There's a a vampire in it called um lady uh demestru or something um okay and she's extremely tall and like <laughs> okay the internet are weirdly obsessed with that there's like tiktoks of people pretending to be like picked up by her and I have see. their heads crushed um like i um, i'm sorry what it's, I, I really i don't know it seems to be i mean i i um. Okay, I don't feel informed enough to make a comment on that. Yeah. That just seems. It's, I, mean, I mean, if that's your thing, go crazy. It just, yeah, um, you know, there certainly seems to be an element of sexuality to it. But you know, I just, mm. it's not for me getting my head demolished. <laughs> no, no. I think having my brain crushed is not particularly the sexiest experience no. that I would like to no. have. Um. But anyway. Um, yeah, vampires, I think, have long had a sort of a innate sexiness to them. Like, I think that's what Twilight was trying to go for. I think um, it's always been, oh, vampires hypnotise you with their sort of inherent sexiness and then draw you in and, and wah, you're being eaten. Um, yeah. I think I like that in this case, the vampire is a kindly old lady that's like, oh, dearie, would you like a word that's original? Oh, now I'm eating you. Uh, I quite like that. It's it's a, dispa- a, a disparture. A disparture, <laughs> um, yeah. Yes, a what's what's the fucking word I'm going for? Um, a, a it, it's a bit of a way away from traditional vampire narratives, and I really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, this it 
as with ever anything even vaguely adjacent to vampires, I'm going to bring it back to Salem's Lot, which, in my humble opinion, is um, the one and only piece of vampire literature that people should read if they if they want to read vampire literature. Um, there's a bit right at the end. I think it's the epilogue actually, where um, there's like a little girl in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, and like like all throughout the book, it's been made the point that like uh, other vampires will draw you in through uh, whatever they think is the easiest way to draw you in, sort of thing. Yeah. And she sort of simultaneously draws in these two men because it's um. Long story short, a man goes into a bar and he's like, "My wife and my daughter, they're in our car out in the blizzard. Um, I need one of you two with a big truck or something to help tow us through this blizzard." Yeah. And um, they go, "All right, you've left him in the car with the doors locked." Uh, was the heater on? So this sort of stuff, and he goes, "Yeah, yeah, the doors are locked. Heaters on." Like, okay, they might not be dead. And he goes, "What? Why would they be dead?" He goes, "Well, the woods are full of vampires, mate." And he goes, "What? The woods are full of vampires?" <laughs> and that's essentially, you know, how the rest of the epilogue goes. Um, but long story short, these two men from the bar um, go to find this woman and child, and they discover they have indeed been turned into vampires. Aww. But um, while the mother is like, uh, been all using her sort of, ooh. Come and give me a kiss, and I'll 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 not eat you. I promise. Um, the little girl is like preys on the on the inherent vulnerability of her situation, and she's like, um, "Oh, I'm so cold. I'm so small. Look, I'm I've only got this teddy bear and a little raincoat. I'm and it's like a blizzard. I'm really cold. I'm I'm vulnerable, sort of thing. Can 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 I borrow your coat, sort of thing? And it, it, she um, mm. I I really appreciated that. I think in the moment was like the vampires are just sort of creatures that like um will just take on the the most vulnerable aspects yeah. of whatever they happen to be in order to draw people in. And I think that, somehow bringing it back to Doctor Who, that's what the Plasmavore does quite well, is that um, it's hard to feel hostile aggression towards an old lady. <laughs> yeah. um, because you see an old lady and you're like, oh, well, you know, if you're right. Um, like, I, every day I, I go and go for a walk to go and uh, see Chloe when she's on her way home from work. And, um, Without fail, every day I walk through, I walk past an old lady walking a dog. It's somehow it's a different old lady every day. I'm not entirely sure how this happens, but every day I'm like, "Oh, that's a nice dog," and they're like, "Thanks, dear," and carry on walking. I think I like that the plasmavore is, like you say, it's like a a kindly old lady. It, it's a, a de, de, departure. That's not. That's still not right. Departure. It's a departure from like a traditional vampire narrative. Yeah. And now that I've talked about vampires um, for about twenty minutes, and nobody seems to have stopped me yet, um, have you got any more CRQs? Yeah. Just to just to carry on with that, um, mm. I think the sort of thing that makes it horrific is that it weaponizes things that we think are lit safe and sort of yeah. benign, and you know that's what great horror does it, it takes things that you you feel safe with and turns it into something horrific but um no you're right yeah i, 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 no, I didn't that's... stop because oh. i actually enjoyed what you were <laughs> what you were saying i need to read Salem's <laughs> no i Lot think now. um oh it, mate it's one of the only books that's ever given me nightmares i um Ooh. it's fucking chilling it's um the only thing i, I don't want to spoil any of it for you but uh, the only thing i would say is i finished it um at about, I think it was about midnight, 1am, I finished the book, mm-hmm. um, and I sort of closed it, and I put it on my nightstand, and I thought, okay, got to go and brush my teeth, and put my retainer in, and all this sort of stuff, and then I looked around me at the dark room, and I realised that the light was off in the hallway, and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, 
And I was like shitting myself, running from my bedroom to the bathroom, frantically slamming on the light switch in the bathroom, running in and be like, there's no vampires in the hallways there. There's no vampires out there. That's the best kind of horror. Um, oh god yeah it's um speaking of horror i don't know how we've made this departure but um i watched this week um crimson peak the guillermo del toro film have you ever seen it no is it good it is extremely good it's um one of the most beautiful films ever made in my humble opinion not in terms of thematically in terms of stylistically um because it's you know it's a horror film it's not it doesn't have beautiful themes. No. It's um, a series of horrific things happen in a horrific place to horrific people. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's really, really good. You should you should go and watch it. We'll have to do it for the podcast. It's really good. Yeah. Um, if you had have watched it, I'd have said, oh, okay, skip ahead to skip ahead five minutes. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> um, right. Anyway, uh, I love Martha. She's finally in the show. Yes, I do. She's great. Martha is Martha is great. I love a good um, character that is standing on their own two feet. They are along with the Doctor because they want to be, and they're sort of willing to say, "Okay, here I, I'm. I have something to offer to the team." Essentially, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like the the, the fact that she's like a doctor or training to be a doctor, like just makes mm. like, like almost like um, see because I think if I'm if I'm thinking correctly. What are what are the other jobs that that the other characters have? Rose is Rose works. Rose in a, works in a shop. Yeah. Um, uh, which I'm not being funny. Yeah. Front like sort of frontline customer service work is brutal work. Absolutely. <laughs> We're not denigrating. Yeah, um, Listen, I know firsthand. Mm. Fucking shite. Um, mm. um. What did what Donna do? She was a temp. Yeah. Um, um, she was good at typing. What's that thing she said in, in the last episode? Fastest fingers in Chiswick or something? Did I ever tell you? Um, Best temp in Chiswick. 100 words per minute. Yeah, that's the one. Um, 100 words per minute is incredible. <laughs> I write for a living and I can do about 85. Like, wow. 100 words per minute is fantastic. Um, what's uh, Amy, next after that? Amy, Amy, did, Amy was a kissogram. Yeah, uh, which is... Which is all right. Which I feel like I was the thing that... that um, what's his face put in for a laugh? Like, it was Stephen played Moffat. for a bit of a joke in that first episode. Yeah, Stephen Moffat. We haven't even got to him yet, and I'm already hating <laughs> on him. But um, it was sort of played for a joke in that first episode, and then never addressed again, which I remember thinking was a bit weird. Yeah. Uh, Rory was a nurse. Yeah, Rory um, was a nurse, yeah. Uh, who was after Rory Clara, and Amy? Clara was a Clara. teacher. Yeah. Uh, and then... Oh, my and God. Bill, and then Bill? And Bill was a student. Yeah, and Nardole was just kind of a guy yeah. who, who existed in the world yeah the thing, um, the thing about amy yeah. being a kissogram it sort of foreshadowed her shall we say um tenuous grasp on uh, fidelity uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah that I, was a I whole thing have... wasn't it it was like it was oh, a whole thing uh, yeah i'm getting married in the morning let's and the doctor's like whoa what are you doing like that's oh, it makes me a We'll get to that. Yeah, I guess. it's um, it's. I, I mean, I have strong opinions on the way that Stephen Moffat writes female characters, but, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's um, <laughs> it was a bit, it was a bit of a weird one. I remember thinking at the time, hang on, isn't this like a kids show? Yeah, <laughs> we just we just had a fun, exciting romp where they ran around a spaceship with a whale in it, and now, <laughs> what's what's going? Yeah. This is really weird. It is really weird. Uh, but I, I think the Doctor's really just an arsehole. No, because like, he's just using Martha to grieve over, mm. 
over Rose and let, imagine saying yeah, you're to someone, right. not that you're replacing her. Yeah. Let, yeah, yeah. It's, um... The only way it could be okay would be if the Doctor didn't know he was doing it. But the Doctor is, like, 800 years old or something. Yeah. You'd think he'd have to pick up on enough social cues that he would he would at least have an inkling that he knew what he was doing. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, the... He's like, oh, eh, oh, this means nothing. Honestly, nothing. Nah, okay, okay. Yep. Mm. I believe you. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I really like Martha. And um, as we see as the season goes on, she's very overlooked and very underrated and uh, makes some of the smartest choices in the show, I would say. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I love the... Um... I love the Martha's sort of quest to get the the gun in four parts. Um, what was the other things that she did in that season? There was, I loved um, Martha being so sort of independent when she got kidnapped by um, Catman and Human Lady. Um, oh no, it was two humans she got kidnapped by, and and the Doctor was with Catman oh, and Human yes, Lady. Yes, it was. It was it was two humans. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, um, Doctor Who. Doctor Who nerds and fans. Um, I completely forgot that. <laughs> As if we're separate from them in any way. Like, I mean... <laughs> no, yeah. Um, I like how she um, has to sort of fend for herself in the Family of Blood storyline. And it's literally up to yes. her to sort of, mm. you know, um, keep the Doctor from fucking, you know, falling in love. Uh, yeah, I, I adore... Um, the Family of Blood storyline. I'm really looking forward to that. As am I. Just so I have an excuse to rewatch those episodes. It's really, really good. Yeah. Um. Last set of notes. Uh, I really enjoy when the, the Doctor sort of improvises and pretends to be like a postman. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know. It, no, I know completely what you mean. It showcases like David Tennant's acting abilities. Like, you yeah. know, the hospital's dying and all that, and he just can come across as like an earnest sort of. Postman, <laughs> this this I, yeah, I, I love David Tennant. Big space rhino things, <laughs> rhinos in space. <laughs> That's my reaction. Watching uh, yeah. the episode, rhinos in space. Have you ever considered becoming a postman, Lewis? <laughs> Maybe you should. Um, I have not, though. I do have an aunt that works as a postal delivery person. Um. That I, I have no idea what the technical job title is, but I imagine it's something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, from what she tells me, it's extremely punishing work, um, and I'm not at all envious of her for for doing it. So, mm-hmm. so no, I have not thought about being a postman. Well, you know, new career and all that. You know. Well, well, that's true. Um, yeah, I think I've run out of notes as well. Um, I agree with the doctor improvising thing. It's um. I like that. I think that's the sort of the distinction between intelligence and cleverness. Yeah, we, we see the Doctor being intelligent a lot when he's like, "Oh yeah, the 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 these are the Sycorax, and they have this, and they have this, and they do this, and this, 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 this." Uh, but then the Doctor actually being clever is him improvising and and finding unique solutions and creative solutions that don't spill a drop of blood. Yeah, I think that's the the really impressive part of the Doctor that I think we come to know and love through the series, and I really like it. Definitely, um. No, I agree. But yeah, um, that, you've got a closing statement, then, Chuck. I do. Uh, it's um, this episode is really good. Uh, I really enjoyed it, and 
I can't wait to see what happens next, even though I already know why I'm pretending <laughs> that I haven't seen this for the first time. I have no fucking clue. Well, lovely. Um, yeah, I really adore this episode. It has space rhinos in it. <laughs> Just a heads up to anybody uh, who likes to listen to the show at great length. Um, if any episodes involve the Jadoon, they are automatically in sort of my top ten. Yeah. Um, so bear that in mind. So there's not many. Yeah. <laughs> No, there aren't many. There should be more. I could, I would happily watch like a spin-off series about the Jadoon. In fact, no, I wouldn't. That'd be really dull like because less, the Jadoon have no personality. Yeah, like um, a space version of the Bill with like no like, stakes <laughs> or character arcs. <laughs> mm. Nice. Um, yeah, love this episode. Can't wait to see uh, more of the Doctor and Martha interacting. That's that's it, really. Um, have we got uh, a bit of shilling to do or anything like that? We do, I believe so. Oh, lovely stuff. Um, uh, the podcast has link trees. Um, <laughs> Lewis's link trees link tr.ee slash Lewis underscore Brindley. Mine is slash O'Hiram. And the podcast is slash shouting into the void. Um, ah, very impressive. So yeah, got it, got it in one. Uh, we have a PayPal donate <laughs> button, so anything you can spare, anything at all, would be greatly appreciated. Um, we also have Patreon, and we take the opportunity every week to thank our wonderful, wonderful patrons, uh, Chloe. Thank you. Darius. Thank you. Sophie. Thank you. Peter. Thank you. Aditya. Thank you. Richard. Thank you. Natalie. Thank you. And Doogie. Thank you, one and all. You keep the lights on at Void Towers, and it means the absolute world that you support us as you do. It means the world to every single person that listens. Um, that that is a strange way of phrasing yeah. that. <laughs> Even... um, every single person that listens means the world to us, and it means the world times a million that you are there financially supporting us and helping us to make this show that we love to make. So thank you so much for helping to make the show. Nice save. Uh... <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Uh, we also have merch on Teespring and Redbubble. Uh, we sell loads of tacky shit, so go have a look. See what you fancy. And uh, yeah, get yourself something nice. Yeah, get yourself something nice out of our tacky shit. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, uh, we are partnered with an amazing company called Number 12 Crochet Avenue, and Lewis is going to say some wonderful things about them, all of which are true. Indeed. Um, Number 12 Crochet Avenue is a... Number <laughs> 12 <clears throat> number 12 crochet avenue is a wonderful company run by my wonderful wife in which she crochets and is very very good at it the reason that you should go and check her out on instagram is that her feed is uh, chef's kiss bellissimo uh, it will brighten up your feed with beautiful colors patterns and and quite frankly incredibly impressive stitches uh, i would definitely recommend going and taking a look it's on instagram at uh, number 12 crochet avenue go and take a look it would mean the world to me uh, thank you very very much Absolutely. Well, um, well, what are we, what are we doing next week, Dan? I think, it, I think it's gridlock next week. I think that's the name of the episode, if I remember correctly. Uh, I, I don't think so. Uh, next week is the Shakespeare Code. Shit! So it is with the witches and that. Oh, that'll yeah. be good. Um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, we will hear you, see you, smell you. Uh, school flow, bojo, um. <laughs> scalp bojo eh. what no <laughs> My for God. legal reasons quick end it for legal we get, reasons like, that is a joke okay um, <laughs> <laughs> cheers
Cheers. Thank you very much for listening.